Wow. I am so excited today. I'm always excited, but I'm especially excited today because first of all, you braved the weather and came to church anyway. And so I know that God has a special blessing for you today. Amen. And, and then secondly, I'm so fired up because uh, this week I was a part of something I've never seen it happen in the Bay Area. Uh, I was away for three days with 30 strategic pastoral leaders from around the Bay Area, from Santa Rosa to Monterey, praying and strategizing about the Bay Area, and we're believing that God has amazing things for the Bay Area. Friend, we're not finished. We're just getting started. Hallelujah. Wow, I'm so excited to share more with you. And I'm also especially excited today to have my friend all the way from Cape Town, South Africa. We're in this series on core. It's important in fitness. They tell you, you got to work on your core. And so all this month, we're looking at our core values. And today, he's going to come and talk about the core value that here at Cathedral of Faith, we believe that anything is awesome. because we serve an amazing God. Uh, Pastor Anthony's an amazing leader, a national leader there in the country, and we've partnered with him for the work over in Mozambique. You'll hear more about it. But Pastor Anthony, come on up. Would you give Pastor Anthony a great big Cathedral of Faith welcome, welcome, welcome. Thanks, my buddy. Bless you, my friend. Thank you. You may be seated. How many of you today, are, you're, you're expectant? Amen. You're believing that God can do anything. Amen. You're believing, yeah. You're believing that doesn't matter where you've come from, doesn't matter what you've done, doesn't matter where you are, that God is able to change and shift things. You know, in this day we live in, we've got to live by faith. The Bible says without faith it is impossible to please God. And the life that we've been called to live in the natural is impossible. He's called us to live an impossible life, and only He can do it. And so we're going to look at that today. But what's going to help us to understand it is the Word of God. Uh, I've got a good friend in Chicago. He goes like, let's go Bible, because he knows, and we all know, and this is what I love about, about Cathedral of Faith Church, Pastor Ken, is that you love the Word of God, that this church is a Bible-preaching church. The Bible says this. It says, the Word of God will never return void until it has accomplished the very purpose for which it has been sent. And, uh, and so Romans 10 verse 17 knows that we need to have faith, because without faith it is impossible to please God. And it says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So the Word of God is essential today. One word from God can change the trajectory of your life. One word of God can recalibrate your thinking, renew your mind, renew your heart, renew your, 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 your position, and help you to look into what the future has. Because the Bible says His Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. The Word of God is essential. The Word of God is not replaceable. It's irreplaceable. Uh, the Word of God is what's going to stir you, build your faith, nurture you, encourage you, lead you, recalibrate your life, shape your life, mold your life. Romans 12 says, let yourself be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And what renews your mind is the Word of God. So how many of you are in love with the Word of God? We don't just have a Bible, a word, we have also the author of the word here today. So would you welcome the author of the word of God, his name is Jesus. Come on, would you put your hands together? 
Jesus, you're welcome in this place. Have your way. All right, I, I'm ready to start now. You ready? Can you help this African to get going? You know, in Africa, we, we go for a long time. You ready for a long time? Don't worry, just relax. I, I love, you know, when I came to Cathedral of Faith over 20 years ago for the first time, I found this church to be very welcoming. You know, one of the first core values of Cathedral of Faith is that it's where everyone is welcome. I've always felt welcome here. And, and because there's a welcoming hospitality environment, hospitable environment, we also find that it's a place where love is worked out. You can't be welcoming without loving, and you can't be loving without welcoming. This is a church that loves on its people. This is a church that loves on its community and loves on the nations. I have to say this, the church is not the building, it's you. Because you are welcoming, because you are loving, everything is possible. And I have the privilege today to speak about the third one, and that is a core value where anything is possible. Because we serve an incredible, exuberant, extraordinary, and magnificent Jesus, a God who leads us, who guides us. He's always faithful. He's always true. I wonder if you know him today. All right, let me, let me get on. <laughs> there was an advertisement in South Africa, and it was a deodorant called Shield. It's a, it's a, it's a deodorant. And, uh, and so they kind of created the setting of two gangs fighting each other, and the one guy had the formula, and the other guys were trying to get the formula for the Shield product. And everybody's chasing them, and they wanted the formula, wanted the formula. And I thought about that. In life, everybody wants the formula. What's the formula for success? What's the formula for my breakthrough? What's the formula for my marriage? What's the formula for uh, my financial uh, success? And whatever, you know, uh, mental breakthrough, whatever. Well, I'm going to give you a formula today. Is that okay? Can I give you three formulas? And uh, so let's go to the first one. It's Y plus N equals impossible. You and nothing equals impossible. If you live your life just for yourself, by yourself, you will only always get you. But if you live your life beyond yourself, you will always get what comes with that. You'll get a bigger you. The Bible actually puts it like this. It says, the world of the generous gets larger and larger, but the world of the stingy, the small person, gets small, gets shrinks, gets smaller and smaller. And so we want to look at that today because if you live your life paralyzed in isolation, all you'll ever get is you. And so we want to get, be encouraged this morning to know that there's more than just you. You are important, but there's more than just you. You plus somebody else, something else will change your life. And uh, last week, six of us had the privilege of climbing to Base Camp Everest. Uh, it was a huge endeavor. Just, that was last week. It feels like the other day. And, uh, but people ask me, how did you get to Base Camp Everest? How did you get to such a high place, so such a, uh, you know, a, a, an obscure place? And I said, well, we had a guide. We had a Sherpa. In fact, we had three guides. On the first day, as we were walking through this dense forest and up and down rocky outcrops, the guide turns to us and he says, you see that pe those two people walking up there? They are going on the, on the wrong road. They're going on the wrong journey. They're going nowhere. And so they thought they were going somewhere, but they didn't have the understanding of what the future held. They didn't understand that they needed to be led and be guided, that they needed a map, they needed a GPS corner. And so we, of course, I shouted out, hey, you're going the wrong way. That's amazing. I've just arrived. I'm the pro. <laughs> my, my confidence was not in my knowledge. My confidence was in my guide. My confidence was in who I was following, who was leading me. And because he said it, I had confidence. And I had absolute confidence to open my big mouth and shout out. Well, they fortunately turned around, came down, and followed us the right way. Now, there was another occasion 
on this climb. In fact, the very night after we reached base camp, we were exhausted. At three in the morning, what happened? A cyclone, you might have read about it. Uh, it came and it hit the whole of India, but the tail end of the cyclone hit the Himalayan mountains. And so at three in the morning, this snowdrift came and this huge volumes of snow came in. And when we wake up, woke up in the morning, there was just a blanket of snow. One day there was nothing, just a bit of snow in the mountains. And suddenly, every path, every road, everything was covered up. Suddenly, I had no idea where we were going. And uh, the amazing thing is my daughter, who's 29 years old, she had never seen snow in her life before. And, uh, and she goes like, what is this? Now, she knew what it was, but she had never seen it. Uh, you know, I'm from Cape Town. We have beautiful beaches, sunshine. We have, you know, beautiful wine estates. Oh, just oh, mountains and two oceans meetings and shark attacks. And, <laughs> and so, and we looked at all the snow and it was cold and we were still over 5,000 meters. It was 16,400 feet high. And, uh, and we woke up, saw the snow. And what is important to understand, every path was covered up. Every trail was no longer visible. The question to, that came to mind is, how are we going to find our way through this treacherous and dangerous mountain pass? It was impossible. But thankfully, we had a Sherpa. We had an experienced guide. And I very easily and very quickly just followed the guide. And uh, he knew where he was going. The place was iced up. I literally just stuck to him like Velcro. But it wasn't long when he pointed out to me, he said, you see that guy walking over there? The guy was walking on, on snow, literally. I mean, there was no pathway. And he said, if he continues to walk, he's going to walk right off the mountain. So I go like the professional. I go, hey, you're going the wrong way. Fortunately, he heard me because you can't miss it. He turned around. And fortunately, he didn't continue. So well, I don't need you. I don't need you. I don't know what I am. I know who I am. And, and I'll just keep going. Fortunately, he listened to reason. Fortunately, he heard the voice. Fortunately, he turned around. I sounded like I had authority, but why did I have authority? Why did I have confidence because of who I was following? Thankfully, I had a very experienced guide, and he followed us. And, uh, and so he was brought through to safety. You know, in fact, we reached base camp Everest because we followed instructions. We had a map. We had leadership. We followed someone who, listened to me, has been where we wanted to go. And so the result was possible. All things become possible. So there was Anthony, that's me. We had the Sherpa or the guide. And because we had Anthony and the Sherpa, if it was just Anthony and nothing, impossible, Anthony and the Sherpa, we reached our destination, we reached our safety. It became possible. And uh, that picture you're going to see on the screen is a picture of my 29-year-old daughter and I standing on base camp Everest on top of the rock, looking at Everest and going like, all things are possible. <laughs> but that in itself would not have been possible unless we had somebody leading us. Psalm 61 verse 2. Everybody say, let's go Bible. It says in, from the ends of the earth, I call you. I want to just pause for a minute and tell you, it doesn't matter where you are, God will come to you where you are. Doesn't matter how you feel yourself, you lost your way. Doesn't matter if you think, you think you're in the valley of the shadow, if you think you're, you're, you're under, everything is over you, everything is on you, and you've wasted your life, wasted your time. God says, I'll come to you where you are. The love of God drives him to where he, you are, and he comes to you where you are to take you to where you could be. If you will trust him today, if you will believe him today, he will come to you where you are and take you. And it says, from the ends of the earth, I call out. You just need to call out, God! I call out, and when my heart is overwhelmed, and when my heart is weak, and my heart is hurting, 
and my life is broken, and everything seems lost. God, I call out. God, it's overwhelming, but lead me to the rock that is higher than I. The Amplified Version says a rock, a rock that is too high to reach without your help. You plus nothing is impossible. But I want to encourage you today that there's more. You and Jesus is possible. Everybody say, me and Jesus. Jesus. Philippians 4 verse 13 says, I can do this. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. I can do everything, anything that God's calling me to do because he gives me the strength. But we need to let him lead us and we need to get behind him. I walk behind that Sherpa all the time. I had no shame in following that guy. That you know, I have no shame in following Jesus. I have no shame in him being my leader and my God. I have no shame in trusting him with my life. I have no shame with trusting him with my family. I've been married this year 35 years. I'm thankful that I have God in my life and in my marriage because without him, I cannot get there. Without him, I'm going to stuff, mess up. We use the other word, mess up. But with him, all things are possible. In fact, the psalmist says it like this. He says, I love what King David says in Psalm 23. The Lord, is, the Lord is my shepherd. In other words, he is my guide, and he feeds me, and he shields me. And he says, I shall not want. He lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still and quiet waters. He refreshes and restores my soul. The Amplified says he restores my life. God leaves no stone unturned. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the sunless, rainy day of San Jose, of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. I'm not concerned. I'm not going to get blown away. I'm not going to be distracted because you are with me. Come on, somebody give him praise. You're with me. Your rod, what does his rod do? It protects your staff. What does your staff do? It guides me. They comfort and console me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed and refreshed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, come on, somebody say surely. Surely goodness and mercy and unfailing love shall follow me all the days of my life. Listen, you've got stuff waiting to follow you. You've got things that God has for you that's going to catch up with you. You're going to just keep following Jesus and the rest will follow. Don't worry what you shall eat or what you shall drink. Don't worry what people think, what the pagans worry about. Don't worry about stress about this or that. Seek first my kingdom and my righteousness and all those things shall be added, shall follow you. What follows your life is totally dependent on who you follow. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I think just right now, just quickly right now, just right now, I want us to, everybody just bow their heads and close their eyes. Everybody, just, just right now. I, don't, I feel I can't even just continue without something happening here right now. I believe right now Jesus is reaching out to you. You know, Jesus walked up to Matthew and said, hey, come, Matthew, you're a tax collector, you're a businessman, follow me. There's a businessman sitting right here, and it's been you and nothing. It's been you and yourself. But you've heard the voice of God, you've heard the call of God, and Jesus comes to the ends of the earth to find you. He brings a man from Africa to talk to you, to tell you that he's reaching out to you, he wants you, he's calling you. Hey, Matthew, come follow me. Simon Peter, fisherman. Play Simon, rough, blaspheming, shouting, squaring, swearing, young guy. Roughneck. 
Hey, Simon Peter, come on, come on, let's go out of here. Let's get out. Luke, the medical doctor, practitioner, come on, let's go. Let's go, let's go, Luke. Zacchaeus, good businessman up in the tree, likes his ivory tower. Hey, Zacchaeus, come on down. Come on down. Some of you need to come down from your high place. Some of you need to come down from your tower, your lonely place, your isolated, polarized place. Doesn't matter whether you're down in the fishing boat or whether you're down in the sea in the lake or it doesn't matter if you're up on the tower. Jesus is coming to you right now. Housewives, mothers, women, ladies, listen, 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 listen. Jesus sees you. He sees you. Sees you. He says, come, come, come. I want to pray a prayer. If you're far from God today, this is a day where you're going to be reconciled to you. This is going to be a day where He comes and makes right with you. This is the day where you, love, where you experience His love and His grace. Allow Jesus today to, to allow Him. Open up your life. Open up your heart. Open up your world and say, God, come in. Lead me. Guide me. I cannot get to base camp. I cannot get to the destiny of my life. I cannot see the impossible fulfilled. Everything is impossible without you. I want you to pray this prayer in your heart right now. Every head bowed and eyes closed. Say yes to Jesus. Pray this prayer. Jesus, thank you for speaking to me today. Thank you for reaching out to me today. Thank you for loving me today. Thank you, God, today. This is the day. I'm allowing you, God. I'm wanting you. I desire you. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me today of all my unrighteousness. Jesus, you died on that cross for me. You sacrificed your life for me. Without you, I'm nothing. But with you, everything is possible. Lord, lead me, guide me, shape my life. I surrender to you today, Jesus, your Lordship. Guide me, I pray. Just while every head's bowed, if that was your prayer today, you said yes to Jesus. That invitation for you to follow him is still here now. Whatever his bowed, would you just raise your hand and say, Anthony, I prayed that prayer. God bless you. I prayed that God bless you all, all over the sanctuary, all over the auditorium, online as you're watching. Yes to Jesus. Yes to Jesus. Yes to Jesus. Come on, church, let's encourage all these people who said yes to Jesus today. Yes. Why? Plus Jesus is possible. You and Jesus, all things are possible. Can I give you another formula? Can we, go, can we go Bible? Another formula? How many of you? One people? One person? There we go. A few more formulas. Okay. All right. Y plus S equals possible. Y plus S. You and the Holy Spirit makes anything possible. Look, at the, look with me in Acts chapter 2. It says, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. You see, because we're together in one place, anything is possible. We, we, because you, we're together here, and because we're expecting anything can happen here right now. I'm expecting, I know something's going to happen here in a few minutes right now. Right now, there's, something's going to happen. You ready? Tell the person next to you, get ready. It says they were all together in one place. Suddenly, everybody say suddenly. suddenly. Come on, help the African. Suddenly. suddenly. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. And they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire. Say fire. And it separated and came to rest on each of them. Pause for a minute. It came to rest on each of them. Came to rest on each of them. As everyone that was there was there, because they positioned themselves, because they were expectant and hungry, the Spirit of God met them 
at their point of need. Met them at their point of expectation. Each one. Say with me, each one. Tell the person next to you, that means you. Tell them, it's you. And it said, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Do you know that fire has three components? Fire has three components. It's oxygen, fuel, and heat, which is the power. You see, fuel to me equals hunger. People who are hungry, who's hungry here today for the things of heaven? Who's hungry here for the things of the Spirit? Who's hungry here for the things of, of God, the kingdom of God? Listen, if you're hungry, it gets the attention of heaven. Because the Bible clearly says, if you ask not, you get not. But when you ask, come on, let's be expectant. What creates momentum is fuel. What the devil wants to do is kill your hunger. I want to just say this. You might be saying, but Anthony, I, I know there's a forest fire coming or the fire of God, but I'm so dry. Hello. Watch this. Even in your driest moments, it has the greatest potential of the best fire possible. Even in the driest moments of your life, that's when the fire and the fuel of heaven and the, and the, and the raging burning of God, when the forest fire of God can consume. Listen, He can do such great things even in your driest moments. So if you're dry here today, get ready. If, if you're thirsty here today, get ready. If you're hungry here today, get ready. Everybody say get ready. Desire and hunger must come together. Do you know that when there is a, a wildfire that is out of control, the firefighters create what's called a backburn. What they do is they burn a portion of the forest that's ahead of the wildfire. So there's a wildfire coming. How do we stop this? And California knows about wildfires. How do we stop this? So what the firefighters do, they go and they, at the backside of before it even comes and reaches there, they go and create another fire. They burn the portion of the forest that's ahead of the wildfire. Backburning involves starting small fires along a man-made or natural firebreak in front of a main fire front. Backburning, watch carefully, reduces the fuel that is available to the main fire by the time that it reaches the burnt area. And so the goal is to say, let's get rid of the fuel that will cause the forest fire to continue. So let's burn the part of the forest so when the fire comes, there's no more fuel to burn. There's no more forest to burn. Now, this is important. When the fire arrives at that part of the forest, then there is nothing left to burn. Now, remember I've said this, that a fire needs fuel. Take away the fuel and you kill the fire. Listen carefully. You are the fuel in the equation. The devil wants to create a back burn in your life. The fire of God is coming your way today. And the devil has jumped ahead in your life. And he's gone ahead in your circumstances and he has lit fires of disappointment. He has lit fires of doubt. And he has lit fires of discouragement. He's done a backburn of a fire of sickness, a backburn of the fire of loss and the fire of unforgiveness or just fires of hopelessness. And he's tried to destroy the fuel needed for the coming fire of God. But I want to tell you today, the devil has tried but he's only partially succeeded because my Bible tells me, everybody say, let's go Bible. My Bible tells me that the same spirit 
that raised Christ from the dead dwells within me and quickens my mortal body. You see, the devil said, you know what? Jesus is coming to redeem the world, save the world. <coughs> and so I'm gonna do a backfire. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill Jesus. Sunday's coming. The devil thinks he has succeeded in destroying the vision of, of God for your life, the purpose of God for your life, the plans of God for your life, and, and the identity of heaven over your life, but he has not succeeded. Because that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells within you and quickens your mortal body. Let me tell you why at Cathedral of Faith anything is possible. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20, my favorite scripture says, Now to him who is able, say with me, God is able. Doesn't matter what your circumstances are. Doesn't matter what the devil has done behind the scenes. Doesn't matter how he's trying to lie to you and cheat from you. How he's trying to destroy your life. How he's trying to take you out. And he's trying to get involved in your children's lives. And he's trying to affect your mind and your emotions. And depression has got in there. Guilt and shame has got in there. And you've made some mistakes. And you've listened to some of the lies. And you've followed him. He's been your guide or whatever. You haven't, you know, inadvertently it's happened. I don't care how it's happened. You are here where you are right now. And the fire of God is going to change things in your life. Because God is able. He is able to do it immeasurably more. Put it on the screen. He is able to do immeasurably more than you could ever think, dream, or imagine. Where's that scripture? Ephesians 3 verse 20. Ephesians 3 verse 20. Quickly, right now. Let's get the word of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than you could ever ask, dream, or imagine. According to his power, another translation says, his spirit that is at work within you. God is not dormant. He is not out of action. He's not MIA. He's not AWOL. He is here. He is our general in charge. He is our leading chief. He's the great shepherd of the high of the sheep. He's the one that's the leader of our soul. He's the one who knows how to get us through the mountain passes, how to get through the ravines, get through the valley of the sheep. Come on. Come on. Right now, let's pray for the fire of the Holy Spirit. Let's pray for the fuel of faith to arise, the fuel of hope to arise, the fuel of love to arise. Let's pray for the fire of God to burn in our lives right now. Let's pray for God's all-consuming fire. In Acts chapter 2, Jesus said to the disciples, wait into the upper room. They go to the upper room. They're expectant. They pray. They wouldn't pray if they weren't expectant. And they're expectant. They're positioned. And they're just waiting for the power. And it says the fire of God fell on them beautifully. From there they go out and it says thousands come to Christ. Acts chapter 3, persecution. Suffering, difficulty, calamity, opposition. Acts chapter 4, they're in, back in the, an upper room environment. But this time they're hiding away. The first time they expect and believing, trusting. Now they, they, they withdraw and they're full of fear. They, they, they've lost their boldness, their courage. And they get before Jesus. There's been backburn in my life. Bad decisions, bad choices. But they go and they go like, Holy Spirit, without you we're nothing. Without you we are powerless. Without you dreams mean nothing. Imagination's just vain. And they say, Holy Spirit, you see the, uh, the accusations, you see the difficulties. But fill us again, God. And the Bible says they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and the, and the building in which they were meeting was shaken. God is about to shake up some things here right now. God is about to shake up some things in your life, in your business, in your marriage, in your relationships, in your friendships, in your mindsets. He's going to shake up some things. I don't know about you, but I, I, I want that. Do you want that? 
I know you do. Come on, just close your eyes right now. The power of God is here. The power of God is here right now. Lift your hands where you are. If you want to get on your knees, allow the Holy Spirit just to fill you. Allow the Ruach of God, the breath of heaven right there. If you want to just worship God, just right where you are. Get on your knees if you need to do that. Raise your hands if you would do that. Reach out with your arms. Or your feet. Just talk to Jesus. Holy Spirit, have your way. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Right now, all over this place. Breath of heaven. 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 Over your life. Jesus, have your way. Jesus, have your way. Spirit of God. God, breathe life. Lead us. Instruct us. Teach us. Empower us. God. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Have your way. Have your way. Have your way. Have your way. Holy Spirit, you're welcome in my life. Holy Spirit, you're welcome with my children. You're welcome in my thinking, in my habits, in my strongholds, in my weakness. Oh, Holy Spirit, lead me, guide me. I don't want to walk over the edge of a mountaintop. I want to stand on the rock that is higher than I. I want to stand on the rock. I want to see the goodness of the Lord. The days of my life are numbered by the Lord. God, you know. The footsteps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. Holy Spirit, let it be. Can we just give Jesus some praise in this place? Can we give Jesus some praise in this place? Come on, Holy Spirit. Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, the Trinity. You plus the Trinity. You plus the Holy Spirit. Can I give you one more formula? Can I do one more? I'm greedy. Can we do one more? Can you, can, can you sit there for a few more minutes? Okay. You, you, you asked for it. I'm only doing it because you asked, right? And I'm a visitor. I've got to be nice. And this is a welcoming church. And it's a loving church. And it's a church where anything is possible. All right? All right? Okay. 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 All right. Don't get me going. Y plus Y plus T equals possible. In other words, you... And you, and of course, the Trinity. Jesus said, there's a time, he said to the disciples, there's a time that the Father and I are going to come live with you. In fact, we're going to come live in you. So it's not just the Holy Spirit. It's not just Jesus. It's the Father. I mean, you get everything that heaven is. So when you pray, our Father and I in heaven, hallowed be thy name, let your kingdom come. I mean, you're getting all of who God is. Why should God not have all that you are? That's another sermon. It's true, isn't it? You want everything that God has for you. How many of you want everything God has for you? Why should not God have everything of you? That's, that's another day. But this is true. It doesn't just say you and the Trinity and that's all. No, it says you and you and you. Plus all of who God is. Makes everything possible. You know, Paul the Apostle writes in 1 Corinthians 12 and 1 Corinthians 14 and Romans chapter 12, he talks about the gifts of the Spirit and the body of Christ. And he says, you know what? You've got a special gift. 
And we go, yeah, I'm in the front of the row. I have a special gift. And he goes, no, no, not just you. That person at the back also has a special gift. And in fact, the person at the balcony, you're, and you're online sitting in your room in your television, and you, you can't get to church, but you, you've got a special gift. And then he says this, your special gift is not just for you. Your special gift is for you and you. He says, you can't, the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. The foot cannot say to the mouth, I don't need you, so you can have foot and mouth disease. He said, it doesn't mean you don't need each other. You all need each other. You need each other. Tell the person next to you, I need you. Don't say it in a wrong way. I need you. No, no, not that kind of, right? I need you. You're important to me. You need me. We are in this together. Listen, we are stronger together. We are better together together. And Paul's getting that to the church. He says, come on, come on. You all need each other. In fact, the body of Christ powerfully moves in the impossible things, and everything becomes possible because every part is functioning. It's important to understand that. And Paul's getting that. He's saying, come on, you are important. And, and it's so, so important to understand that. And that's why Cathedral of Faith, anything is possible because everything that is needed is found right here. And it's you, you, and you. When the yous all come together, because of whose you are, everything is possible. And then God doesn't stop there. He goes on to say, can you imagine what will happen when you and you and you join together with them and them and them. Now you're thinking, well, who's them? Maybe now you've liked the fact that it's no longer just you. Now you like the fact that there's a you and you and a you, but now you're talking about a them, them, them. Who's the them? Well, let's go Bible. Let's go to the Bible. And I love what it says here uh, in the Great Commission, Matthew 28. And then it says, then Jesus came to him and said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go. Everybody say, go. go. Not yet, a little bit later, but go and make disciples of all nations. Wow, so there's lots more to happen apart from you. There's more to happen with you, through you, for them. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I am with you always. Hey, I want the abiding presence of Jesus all the time. And it kind of says, hey, if you think about them, I'm with you. If you think about others, I'm with you. If you think about the you's and the you's and the who's, 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 then, and, and them, 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 then I'm with you. I want Jesus to be with me. So when you want the, this is what really gets the attention of heaven. Can I, can I close with one more scripture? Thank you for the one person, yeah. You know, it's good to have rent a crowd. I love that. But the Bible says in Romans chapter 10, it says in verse 11, as Scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. Can you see the word anyone? Which means anyone should include everyone. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be? Everyone, everyone, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then? Can you all shout, How then? Come on, preach to me. How then? How then? That is so powerful. Can they call on the one they have not believed in? How can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they, listen, hear without someone preaching them? And how? Thank you. Can anyone, come on, everybody say anyone. anyone. How can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. 
Tell the person next to you. Tell the person next to you, you're beautiful. No, no, tell them, you got beautiful feet. It's in the Bible. You know, if you've got a foot fetish, it's a good opportunity. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. And this is, to- this is talking about you and you and you. And this is what you've been doing. You came over to Mozambique. You came over to the them, and the them is us. And you said, come on, let's do something together. Let's believe together to see children's lives change, to see people not die. Mozambique, 32 years of life expectancy. We're going to change that. Children, child mortality at all-time high. HIV, AIDS, I mean, just no education, no health care. And you, you became beautiful. And your feet has been beautiful. And you've insured hundreds and hundreds of children. Today, your beautiful feet ensure that anything is possible in people's lives, especially in the lives of orphan and vulnerable children. Do you know that in, today in Mozambique, because of the investment into young lives, we have churches all over Mozambique. We have educated young men and women who can provide for their families. I want to close and just tell you just one story of the hundreds of stories. Her name is Dersha. One years old, she came, she, her and her mother, Sonia, they, they were impoverished, they were close, the mother was so ill, the child was close to death. And Dersha and her mom got rescued because of you, and you, and you. Let's watch this. Meet Dersha. She was orphaned of her father as a baby. Her mother Sonia was severely ill at the time and was barely able to take care of her baby girl. A life child worker identified Dersha's situation as highly vulnerable and quickly took them into the care of Life Child's Okalawa Children's Village. When she first arrived, Dersha struggled with serious health issues, but thanks to the swift medical support at the village, she has now grown into a vibrant and healthy young girl. Today, Dersha is six years old and has just started her very first year at the Akalawa Village School. She is so excited to make new friends and to be part of her new class. The teacher, Nelma, told us that she especially enjoys learning to read and to write. This quality education she's receiving will ensure that in a few years from now, she'll be ready for her first day of high school. In the meantime, to keep Dersia strong and healthy, her and her friends are nourished every day with healthy snacks and hot meals. There is also a medical facility on site to ensure that everyone will receive great health care and medical checkups when required. Dersha and her family also receive social and physical development through games and various activities offered on the Akalawa village. Dersha is also part of a cell group together with all her classmates. Here, she has the opportunity to learn about God and the amazing plans He has in store for her life and all that she will become when she grows up one day. give God praise. Amen. 
Would you let Pastor Anthony know how much you appreciate his word today? What a powerful word. Powerful word, Anthony. Wow. Powerful word. Be seated for just a moment. The privilege of partnering together. You know, little Dersha. The, the classrooms that you saw are in, the houses that are there on the campus, the medical clinic, you know, providing clean water because of your generosity over these last 15 years. Uh, we were able to buy that land and build what you saw. In fact, I think they had a picture. Can you bring that picture up, Isaiah, of, of my brother when they were on that land? This is what it looked like. What was that, 15 years ago? And, and now you saw in that video of Dersha, and, and we're building another classroom in the process over there. Thank you, Cathedral, for caring about people on the other side of the world, giving them a chance to go after the dream. Amen. Hallelujah. And we've been able. I mean, we have teams that go over there. I've been there. Kurt's been there. We have a team going over there this summer, and we've seen, because we've had a chance now for 15, 20 years, see how focused effort can actually transform an entire community. We're seeing that happen. And every year, once a year, we take just a moment out on the weekend, with concert of change and in the services, and, and we give you a chance. If you were watching the video and you felt like, man, I'd love to do something, what can I do to help one of these kids? You know, for a dollar a day, one dollar a day, you can sponsor a child over the course of the year. And for that dollar a day, Anthony, they get what? What they they get food? Food every day, food. education, social health care, which is very important. Uh, spiritual development. They all experience uh, wonderful teachings in Christ. They grow maturity. They learn uh, how to go back into the communities and to continue to bring health and structural care there. Um, and of course, self ultimate self-sustainability is when a child is educated and when a child can actually take care of themselves in the future. Amen. So, uh, and of course, some of the children are in residential care too. So, so that, this is the kind of thing, this is how far that dollar a day goes over there. Uh, this is, uh, again, we're directly involved with Mozambique. So I'm going to invite the Life Child folks, just come on forward. And if you'd like to do something that's on your heart, uh, I'd encourage you to join me. I've, I've, uh, we're going to sponsor two children. I have two grandkids. And on behalf of each of my grandkids, we're going to sponsor two orphans over that are being served in Mozambique, Julio and Larson are over there and we want to be a part of that in fact what I'm going to do with my oldest grandson is I've got stuff in the garage and in the house that I just have I haven't used it for years and it's just sitting there well we're going to go online and we're going to sell this stuff and then with what we make from that we're going to sponsor one of those children over in Mozambique amen because I want my grandson to learn to think creatively about how he can be generous. That it's not just about him, it's about them. And so if you'd like to do that, let's just take a moment out. Just lift up your hand and say, hey, Pastor Ken. Uh, and they'll give you a card. We'll take just a moment out. Again, anybody up in the balcony, if you'd say, hey, Pastor Ken, I'd love to do that. Um, I'm going to take a step of faith. Uh, for some of you, you've got margin in your budget. And, and 
boy, it just, it's a slight stretch and slight step. For others, maybe you have to think creatively about how you can sacrificially give, but you, you, God's put it on your heart and you want to follow through. Uh, thanks so much, Cathedral, for your generosity. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Again, let's give God praise, amen, for what God's doing all around the world through Cathedral of Faith. Amen, amen, and amen.